Yeah, hey everybody. Hey everybody. This is episode 39. 39. We're missing someone. We we're are. Sh- short a crew member. That's right. We're short our only crew member. His chair is currently sitting empty in the corner yeah. over there. It's a sad sight. Shout out to John. Yeah, shout out to our guy. He's sick. Yeah, he's out sick this week. And that's okay because we don't even pay him. So, <laughs> you know, hope you die. Sorry. Dang. Wow, that was a lot. Oh, I'm so sorry. Dang, you can't even get love in his absence. No, I'm just kidding. Shout out to John. I we love John. Love you so much, bud. <laughs> and I hope you are recovering well. And I love you. FaceTime us whenever you want. Well, don't do <laughs> that. Don't do that. I actually FaceTimed him yesterday. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I hope he's okay. I haven't talked to him since like last week, I think. Yeah. I answered the phone with my dog. And, oh, uh, I bet he liked that. Yeah, he was. Oh my god, hi, hi. Little Avery medicine. Yeah. So, because our producer isn't here, we'll blitz through this episode. Yeah. Hope you guys like it. I think you 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 wanted to get something off your chest about something you watched. Was it your uh, the um, the, the neighbor show? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was telling Ariel about this on the way here. That I've been watching this show and hold on, I'm gonna pause real quick. Yeah. Sorry, I just want to make sure it wasn't in your face. Oh, you guys good? So, I was telling Ariel on the way here about this amazing show that I've been watching with my family. <laughs> Actually, okay. Oh, you're all watching it together? Yeah, we're all watching it together and making fun of these people and like criticizing people and all that stuff. I love that kind of viewing experience. It's the best. Where it's like a serious show, but everyone's just roasting it. Yes. So if you guys have HBO Max or sorry, Max, you can watch this show. It's called Fear Thy Neighbor, which is already funny. Like the, the title is already funny. Because they're trying, it's almost like they're trying for something biblical. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think they are. I think that was the point. And and the hand is very cheaply, it's very cheap, fake blood. Mm. And it's like, it's it's slapped on a pane of glass. It's really funny. But you you know exactly what the show is about. Oh, yeah. And you know what's funny? As soon as I saw the first couple of episodes that I watched for it, I thought, wow, this show has a great engine. You just keep researching shit like this because guns are so easy to access in America mm-hmm. and just there's crazy people everywhere. Yeah. And I'm not even saying it's exclusive to the U.S. I'm just saying people are crazy in general. Yeah. You know, people get these funny ideas. There's a lot of stories with guns and gun violence. In I think almost every, almost every episode yeah. has a gun involved. And in the episode, you think, wow, how did this person get a gun? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Only yeah. in America, though. Exactly. So I was telling Ariel about the show only because I got to, I basically got take, took away a couple of things from this show. One, never go to the cookout that you're invited to initially when oh. you're invited into a neighborhood. No housewarming cookouts. A hundred percent. No. Uh, the other one is... People in general do not know how to take W's and L's Mm -hmm. or take the high road because a lot of people in the show, there's, there's only three varieties of episodes. There's the person who gets picked on for no, for actual and no reason that actually happens, which is that one's, those ones are the saddest ones to me. And then there's the one 
where one person did something kind of not on accident, but it just didn't warrant the response that they got. Mm -hmm. And then two pe and then the person just didn't know when to stop. And then the last scenario is two people who do not know when to stop. And then it just escalates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love the shit stirrers. Like, uh, I like hate the most them. infuriating ones uh-huh. are when there's this like someone who is sort of casually associated. He might not even live there, but he just loves to make things worse and stir the pot. I know exactly what you mean. So yeah. the the one of those episodes that I watched, it had to do with this. Oh, my God. I thought it was crazy. Because this dude moves into his dad's house, his old childhood house. He moves back into the neighborhood. And this old dude who lives behind him, right? So they're, yes, they're technically neighbors, but they don't live on the same street. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So this old man hated this guy's brother growing up because the brother was like a shit starter in the neighborhood. And just by association, he made the brother out to be a villain too when the brother it's like people the anecdotes that they give about him growing up was that he was just a dude who minded his own business his older brother and his friends would give him shit all the time Mm -hmm. they just rolled off his shoulder because he just was that kind of person yeah and so this as soon as he moves in the old guy next door fucking hates him and it's completely unwarranted like this man has moved in 20 years later like he's not even the same boy Mm -hmm. as before not even that he did anything wrong so he like left for a long time and then he came back later to live with his brother yeah and And like people are like that's the same kid (laughs) yeah and the dramatization that they do shows him coming up to the fence and he's like i see you decided to move back in your old man's place and i was just like (laughs) what the fuck also the dramatizations are so fun they're so funny i love them they're so they're so dramatic you know my okay so me and my family we, we love talking shit about these people on, on tv right mm-hmm. one of our one of my favorite things to watch for it in an episode is how much justice the casting person did the real life people yeah. because it goes both ways sometimes the people who get interviewed who were there in real life they look good in real life but the casting person like could not find someone who looks like them. So they just chose someone who looks worse. Yeah. <laughs> and so you get this like ugly person playing you. And I feel, I always feel bad because sometimes I'm watching the show where I come back from the bathroom and I go, wait, 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 was that lady supposed to be her in the flashback? And my mom will be like, yeah. And I go, what the fuck? She does not look like that, bro. She looks way better. Um, yeah, or sometimes the, or sometimes they don't show you a picture of the victims or the people involved until the very end of the episode, and then you find out that the casting person did them a huge favor mm-hmm. because the person <laughs> playing them was way more attractive than the. Yeah. And then I love the episodes where like people are fighting over a man or a woman, okay. and that man or woman was not attractive at all. You're just like, who is this Joe Schmo you're fighting over? He, why is he worth this fight? Even if, well, a lot of women fight over total shitty bastard men. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that, I mean, that kind of tracks. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the show is so much fun. And I think the craziest episode I've seen so far has to be... 
Oh, I, I think I, I don't know about craziest, but I, I'll choose this one because I do think it, it said something mm-hmm. about all the people involved technically. Let me see. Obviously we can, we can trim back and forth or whatever from here, but I'm pretty sure I can't think of the craziest one off the top of my head, but it's this one where there was a couple living out in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, huge properties, you know, and there just happened to be a property right next to his. Mm -hmm. And those are the only two houses that were next to each other. And this man had lived there with his wife for a very long time, 20 years, I think. And just peaceful, quiet, no property built on the, on the parcel over the next one over. And then this young couple moves in who has kids and this old man, Vietnam, not that this is semi-relevant. He was a Vietnam war vet and he fucking hated noise, just hated noise and particularly loud noises would trigger his PTSD. I guess that's an old lot of those episodes. I can think of like three maybe of that I saw. Huge. No, you're totally right. There, that's a huge commonality between all the episodes. A lot of military personnel involved and on both sides too. I'm not going to say that they're always the instigator. It actually works yeah. both ways. Some of, the, some of the vets in the show have died mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that. In this case... So this guy hated noise, and the guy who moved in next door, he loved motorcycles, and he was just rambunctious to begin with. Mm-hmm. And the dude next door hated that shit. He was like, yo, you better fucking stop that. And then not only that, he had... So I, this, by the way, I'm learning about property, too, while I'm watching this show. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the fucking easement was as until I watched this show. Mm-hmm. And it's apparently when you own land that has like a road that is necessary to get somewhere and you technically own the road, but you cannot cut people off access from your road because it's been used to get to a place for so long. So this is what this guy had. And he would get super angry with the dad for using the road. And he was like, dude, like by law I can be here. And he was like, no, you can't. And that's the other thing. People, it's so crazy how people will go like, you can't do this or you can't do that or whatever. And it's like, dude, it's on this piece of paper that yeah. I can do this. Yeah. And people just get fucking pissed. Uh, and so this guy kept doing it, whatever. The final straw was like the babysitter. They were, the parents were like taking a nap or whatever, working on chores or in the house. The babysitter is watching the kids outside he ends up flipping off the old guy next door. And the old dude was just like, you know what? This is it. Today's the day. And the babysitter, he's like, I'm going to, he grabs his shotgun and he aims it at the babysitter. And the babysitter's like, oh, oh shit. Like I got to go. So he runs into the house, wakes up the dad who's taking a nap. He goes, dude, you have to wake up. You have to wake up. Like this is an emergency. And the dad's like, what? Like what the fuck is going on? And as that's happening, the dude walked into the house, like just walked in with his shotgun. The babysitter ran away. And as the dad is kind of like getting his bearings, he sees the dude and the dude just blasts him, kills the dad in his own room. And then the mom is downstairs with all the kids. She comes around the corner. She's like, what the fuck is happening? And she tries to defend the kids. She's like, what is What's going on over there? 
the dude comes around the corner, sees the mom defending the kids, kills her in front of the kids, and then leaves and then just has a drink on his porch. So he, he killed them because the babysitter flipped them off. Yes, yes, yes. Because he had... I guess he had had problems with the babysitter before, like one other incident with the babysitter. Mm -hmm. All it was was that they were playing close to his property. That's it. That was it. Um, But the dad, but the dad of the family had been instigating the older. That's the, okay. So many patterns in this show. I swear to Mm -hmm. God. There's another thing I've noticed in all of these stories is there's usually a couple who moves into a place and it's a different couple that they have a problem with. Mm-hmm. However, it's only one person in each relationship that starts the problem with the other person. Yeah, and then Usu- the other people are like, can you fucking stop? Well, here's the thing. Most of the time, it's kind of yes and no mm-hmm. because I feel like the people that they are, like their significant others, I personally don't think they do enough to tell them to back off. That's fair. Because I feel like they have some kind of spousal uh, responsibility. They feel that responsibility to back their man or woman up. Mm -hmm. They don't see the gravity of the situation or where it could go. They can't be as objective. Exactly. So they just go like, don't do that. Like, get back inside the house. Or, you know, they don't have a serious conversation where they sit down and go, this could like 100% lead to you dying. So you should really Mm -hmm. stop. Just take the L. You know what I mean? And on, and when they do do that, they don't go hard enough. And the other spouse usually goes like, eh, you're crazy. Or like, I'm going to fucking get even with this guy. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just so just dumb. Don't stop. Yeah. And that dad would like set off fireworks. I think he started like doing fireworks onto their property. Oh my God. And he even hit the wife with a firework. So it's like, dude. What is that going to help? I know. The, the, I noticed in a lot of them, because mm-hmm. I watched the show too. We were, yeah. we were going nuts over it on the way. We <laughs> yeah. both realized that. But in a bunch of the episodes, they're like setting booby traps for each other. Have you noticed? Crazy, there's, yes. There's this one episode, one of the first ones that I watched, it was about this this woman who had a neighbor who was like attracted to her, right? And they were friendly. You know, they were like normal neighbors at first. But then the second she started seeing a guy, he got all nutso. And so he started like setting traps outside, you know, like so that when she would get out of the car, she would step on like a nail. Okay. I didn't know you meant literal booby traps. No, like literal physical booby traps. I haven't seen that episode, yeah. but that is insane. There's um in that same episode. So the whole thing with the neighbor guy is that he gets into breeding pit bulls. Mm. So he starts... He starts, um, I guess they share a fence. And so he gets more and more and more dogs. And they're loud and they smell terrible. He doesn't clean up after them. He yeah. doesn't feed them enough. They start dying. So there's like piles of dead dogs just in his backyard. And he's not doing shit about it. Piles and, of dead dogs. Is yeah. Crazy. Dead dogs and dog shit. And then the uh, the woman next door, she has, I think, her brother or her son come over. Like her adult son. Yeah. And the second he gets there, he's like, you can't live like this. Like, what the fuck are you people yeah. doing? Like, we have, to, we have to talk to this guy for real. And then when he does try to talk to him, the guy, like, sticks a dog on him and he gets attacked by a dog. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Imagine living like that just because you hate your neighbor's boyfriend. Yeah. 
There was another one, same almost same situation where a dude hit on a girl mm-hmm. that he super like fell in love with in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and she was immediately she was she just tells him, "Hey, I'm I'm married," you know. So that's very flattering, but no can do. Yeah. And he gets like obsessive about her, like he starts thinking about her and like how he wants to be with her, how she should be with him. That maybe she does want to be with him, but she just she's, doesn't know it yet. Yeah, exactly. And oh my god, he's what he ends up doing. And this is like they, when they show you like real footage of these things sometimes, because sometimes some of the episodes do have footage. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. Like this guy must have been twice the size of this woman's husband. And towards the end of the episode, she ends up confessing to the husband. Because it, it, it months of like, harassment, and the reason they knew that it was kind of in his head was because the neighbor was kind of more, if equally, if not more noisy than the woman and her husband, and they he would always complain about the noise upstairs because they lived directly above him, mm-hmm. and so his breaking point was one night when they were trying to be particularly quiet. They were actually already asleep. He was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? You guys are making a lot of noise. He starts losing his shit. And she tells him like the morning after, like, hey, he hit on me at one point. He was romantically interested in me. And the husband gets mad, you know. She's like, why didn't you tell me about that, you know. So he tells him like, don't fuck with my girl, you know. I'm not like that or whatever. So the next day he plans. Like he knows when he gets home. So this, or he knows when he leaves. So he waits for the husband to come down the hall, uh, like down the stairs, because he lives on the first floor. So he waits for him to go down the stairs. And then he starts a confrontation with him. And it's just too late. It's, it's like he knows he's going to escalate it to that point. He starts punching him and just like beating him down on the stairs, stabs him to death, ends up having a gun, shoots him in the head. Like the woman comes downstairs. She sees that this has all happened. She freaks out. She runs away. He chases after her into the apartment. And the last thing he says to her is, I know that we can be together. It's like, after that, like, like he pictured she would come down the stairs, see him with like a knife in one hand and a gun in the other. Yeah. Her dead husband on the ground. And she'd be like, Oh my God, for me. Yeah, right? Like, oh my, you would kill for That's me? That's so sweet. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's it's a really fun watch. I, I recommend it to everybody. Yeah. 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 It, gets, it, gets, it gets nuts. Yeah. Just don't get paranoid about your neighbors. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, if you've been living in your neighborhood forever and you have no problems, like, don't even try. Probably be fine. Yeah. I, mean, I think in my neighborhood, it's mostly high school kids and they're, they're quiet. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the things that made me realize that I'm not that kind of person is that one of the episodes... There was a, like a curmudgeon old man, and he kind of had the same complaints that I had about some neighbors that I used to live around with a long time ago. And one thing that made me realize that is that I never once, even though some of their things bothered me, and it wasn't always, you know, it was just sometimes. No matter what, though, I never had the, the thought of, you know what? I should go over there and say something. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Never has that ever occurred to me. I'm not fucking crazy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't think I'm that kind of guy either. No, I don't, I don't wanna, think you are either. Not confrontational like that. You're like, I'm just going to sit in my house and relax. Put my earbuds in. And yeah, exactly. Blast my white noise machine and pretend I'm somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's just not who we are. Speaking of people we're not, mm-hmm. well, I don't know if you're, you'll be able to relate to this. Or maybe it just is who I am inside all the time, and I don't know it. Monopoly. Oh, yeah. Can I talk about that? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, not too long ago, the Monopoly edition for for the city I live in came out, Mm -hmm. and I thought it was really cool, so I bought it. My, My mom collects them, so I bought it for her as a Christmas present. And then we started playing it, and I was reminded of how when you play Monopoly, there's like different phases in the game, you know, and how in the first phase of the game, you all buy property, you auction it off. But the real cool parts of the game come in the second and third phase when you start negotiating with people and start forming alliances and trying to take somebody down. It can get really dramatic. Especially if it's like your own family. Yeah, right? Because you don't like, you don't really, I don't know about you, but I don't compete with my family with anything. Yeah. All of us have different interests and we do different things. Mm-hmm. The way we react to things is very different. So being in a game that forces you to be cutthroat with people and do deals is really, it's a different environment for sure. Was, you learn stuff about yourself. A hundred percent. And like, your parents. What I was learning about myself well, I think I always I kind of enjoy seeing somebody come to financial ruin. <laughs> like it's so fun when when somebody thinks they're on top of the world and you take all of their houses away from them. You take away all of their property and then you strip them of every single penny. Dang. <laughs> there's nothing That's better. cold. There's nothing better. <laughs> there's nothing better. Especially the step before they realize it's all over because they start trying to mortgage their properties. You like seeing them starting to panic. Like, how can I salvage this? Oh my God, what should I do? They start, oh my God, I'm over. I'm done for. A hundred percent. They start turning over their properties being like, okay, like how much can I get for this at the bank? You're just sitting there smiling like. Yeah, because I already know. And the best part is when they start coming to the realization and then you stop them and you go, I knew this whole time that it's over. You do that. (laughs) You you reach out and you're like, it's over. This is going to happen. (laughs) But it's not fun when it happens to you. I don't like that. Yeah. This last time that we played, my brother did that shit. He, um, he's good at it, isn't he? No. No? I don't... I thought you said he was good at it. Well, okay, the first... No, I, I I rescind that statement if I did say that. The first time he got really lucky, and he ended up doing very well with for himself because he got the four uh, railroads. Wait, so, wait, you're saying that you, your family played the game multiple times? Yeah, we played twice. Oh, okay. Yeah, we played so, twice. Did it take, like, a week? <laughs> well, the first one, what happened was... My uncle ended up getting sleepy, so he forfeited all of his properties to the next player who got doubles 
which happened to be my brother. And it mm-hmm. just like oh, accelerated. Okay. Exactly. So, so he won he, that game. He got excited about that, but he didn't really. Exactly. Pure luck. Himself, yeah. yeah. And he didn't get to the second and third phases of the game. Mm-hmm. So he didn't know about that political stuff about like, you know. <laughs> so, a harsh awakening. Exactly. But the second time he played, my dad was playing and I was telling you that I was enjoying seeing the bad luck that my dad was having because it was just really funny. Just he would just land on community chest and chance all of the board. And the way we play, we um we do that every tax in the game becomes part of the state lottery and we put it under free parking. So that when you land in free parking, it'll give you a little boost. And then when he landed there, there was like no money. Somebody had just gotten it. You know, so the windfall was taken away from him. So he ended up teaming up with my brother and coaching him through a couple of things. But the way he was playing the game, which is not wrong. I don't think it's wrong. It just, you know, it may ruffle a couple of feathers here and there is just playing like a straight like business person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just being like, listen, I'm going to cut you a deal. Okay. And, and the deal is going to be more for me than for you but you're gonna have to live with that mm-hmm. like that's the kind of style he was playing and he was definitely ruffling a lot of fat. and i remember even telling my brother i got listen to me if you do this if you're gonna join this alliance that you're that you're being proposed i need you to know that you're going to antagonize these other two players on the board so you're not gonna be able to cut deals with them in the future mm-hmm. you know but i guess he was losing so bad he was like sure why not um but yeah, we just kept going. It's a brutal game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I love it towards the end though, when you start when people when people know that you're gonna take everything from them, mm-hmm. and because it, it, it makes you feel like the Godfather, you know what I mean? And he you go, hey, I'll tell you what. Every time you stop on my properties, free rent. You know what I mean? However, you're gonna have to give up couple of those deeds you know that i'm looking at over there i can see how that would make one feel like a big shot (laughs) i I think i was telling you i haven't played that game in such a long time like the last time i think it was like my family playing it on new year's eve Mm -hmm. and it was the the star wars prequel version Mm -hmm. of the game (laughs) just to let you know like how long ago that was was it brand new at the time yeah. No way, really? Yeah, no, we got it when the movies came out. And because my sister and I actually really liked the um, the Phantom Menace. Oh, we, were, really? we were fans. I was like nine. Or I was like eight or nine. And yeah, we loved the movie. And I was one of those kids that liked Jar Jar Binks. Really? Yeah, I, want, I wanted to play him every time we played that game. Wow. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So I, guess, I guess that was, I was the target audience for that one character, just me. Because from what I gather, no one else liked it. I was going to say, I don't think you've ever told me that, ever, ever. But but it hasn't come up. I don't know. (laughs) I I forget sometimes. That was just a long time ago. But yeah, I mean, we, my family is a a Star Wars family, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's easy to forget because I'm not really a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. I go to see the movies with them when they make me nowadays, you know, it's usually <laughs> when, when one comes out on Christmas and then we go yeah. see it on Christmas. Um, cause it's a great day to see movies, mm-hmm. but 
Yeah, but I did really like the prequels when I was a kid. I thought they were pretty exciting. I thought they're Darth, fun. I thought Darth Maul was scary, and he's still pretty scary. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, those characters are super. Spiky fun. man. Spiky. Yeah. The choreography in all those is super amazing. The part where he gets cut off, cut in half, that was like maybe one of the goriest things I'd seen. Really? Then, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Did it like shock you when you first saw it, or a little bit? It wasn't. It still wasn't that bad. I think the one time I was worried, well, maybe the first time I was worried about a movie going into it, like as a kid that my, my mom wanted us to see. Mm-hmm. There was one one time, I have such a vivid memory of our old VHS shelf. Mm. You know, like we had this whole shelf of just VHS tapes. Yeah. And for years I would see this one kind of freaky looking VHS tape that mm. was like on the shelf. It was like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I was oh. like, what is that? And I, I pulled it out and it came in this sort of fancier VHS case so you could like open the cover and there's some information about it. Yeah. And I read the whole thing and I was like, I still don't get it. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then one day um, I just noticed like, you know, there was these big lips and all this blood on the cover. So mm. I was like, that sounds pretty gross. And then I think I was about 12 and my mom was like, we're going to watch that movie. Oh. And I was like, are we? I was like, I don't want to watch it if it's scary. And she's like, shut up. We're watching it. So we, we put it in yeah. and I actually ended up loving it. And that was um, not my first Tim Curry exposure, obviously, because, you know, he he was in Muppet Treasure Island and uh, mm-hmm. Wild Thornberries and all, all that wholesome stuff. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, I forget why I'm talking about this, but that that was that's just a core memory, I guess. Watching <laughs> watching Rocky Horror for the first time on mm-hmm. this old ass VHS with my my mom and my sister when I was like twelve. Yeah. yeah, I didn't watch that movie until I was like maybe five five six years ago. I remember when you saw it for the first time because you told me. Yeah, you, you came up to me. Okay, here's what happened, guys. So we <laughs> we were in we were at De Anza. It was before class, and you came up to me, and you were like. Hey Ariel, I just saw the craziest movie this weekend, and I was like, "Oh, what is it?" <laughs> and he was like, "It's something called the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and they they did this thing where people were like acting it out on stage. I've never seen anything like that before." Yeah, and I felt fucking ancient. Yeah, <laughs> when you said that, because I I just um I never met anyone until then who just hadn't heard of it before. I didn't mm-hmm. know that was also like a live show component. Yeah, no, I didn't know yeah. that at all. I used to go there like. There was a period when I first started college because I went to school in Santa Cruz. Mm-hmm. And for a couple consecutive weekends, I, I would go mm-hmm. to see that at the downtown theater. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It was still such an event. I bet they still do it to this day. Probably, it's yeah. It's never going to die. I don't know if they do it here still, <clears throat> but I remember when I when I went. Yeah, it was pretty... I, I don't remember much about that night other than throwing bread yeah and yeah. then going the rice and the, the newspaper and... Yeah. yeah and then i remember going on stage mm-hmm. and because i was yeah, cause it was your first time seeing it, it was, yeah. yeah it was the first time and i very no it wasn't dumb of me i i just yeah i just went up there had a good laugh mm-hmm. uh, it really helped that i went with someone who brought somebody else yeah. Who was like a huge, like, did not want to be there, <laughs> stick in the mud type dude who was like, why are we even here? So it, it boosted me up and I was like, well, I'm going to have fun. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? I can't, we, we can't all have this attitude yeah. while we're here. So. Yeah. I mean, it, it's such a, it's such a specific kind of experience and it can be really fun. I, I think the last time I went to see Rocky Horror was actually with my sister. Oh, really? And I think it was about a year after you and I met, like we went to, um, I think it was in San Mateo or something. Hmm. We just went, we saw there was a screening going on. We went there <laughs> and we sat in the front row, I think. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always fun. It's always super fun. I actually can't remember anything from that movie. Really? I just remember the experience, like the 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 tactile experience oh, of being there and doing things. Mm-hmm. I do not know what the fuck the movie was about or any plot points. I think all I remember is this accurate? Did somebody like change genders halfway through the movie? And then they got together with the protagonist? Not really. No one actually, like, changes. I mean... I know one of them. Dr. Frankenfurter, like, I'm assuming he's a guy. He's from Transsexual Transylvania, I guess. But he wears wears laundry, and that's kind of just his whole thing. Gotcha. You know? I just... I I Um, feel like... I mean, there's a lot of cross-dressing. I don't think anyone changes. Why do I remember someone going into surgery... Or like being on oh. an op, like strapped down to an operating table. Maybe that's Rocky. Is okay. that Rocky when you like first comes to life? Maybe. Oh. Or or it's um. Does somebody Eddie. come to life? Is that what it is? Yeah, Ro- Rocky. Okay. So he he's he gets brought to life. He's in like a big fish tank kind of thing. Remember, and then um, the, then Tim Curry is like cackling and pulling all these levers, and there's all this mm. colorful juice floating around, and then then he stands up like a newborn baby. No, yeah. we're gonna have to watch this together. Yeah, it's actually it, it's a really good time, and I just I just love Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it, it's a I love that guy. <laughs> he was in um, you know, they did a live musical version of it. You know how they keep doing those live musicals on TV. Yeah, I think on CBS or whatever, and they they did one of that, and they brought Tim Curry back, but he played the criminologist guy. I don't know if you remember that guy. He's a the guy they always cut back to when he's in the office, and he talks. He gives. He talks about the story. I think he, he's the same guy who shows up, the Doctor Scott guy. Right? No, see, I don't remember. Oh no, it's not the same guy. It's not the same guy at all. No, I don't remember uh, any characters other than the one dude who were. Did the lingerie guy have like an afro or something like that? Uh, Doctor Frankenfurter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's Tim Curry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember. I remember the afro and the clothing, mm-hmm. and that's oh, it. The, the criminal just you know the time warp. No. So the oh. <laughs> you're you're throwing all these things that we have not. <laughs> so hard. The time warp is iconic. You have to like jump to the left, step to the right, put your hands on your hips. No. Oh my God! Did I you remember, just? I don't remember it. Did either. you black out during this? Well, here's story? the thing. Okay, so I when I went. I was having a really weird night. Okay. So I was like in and out. I could feel myself dissociating. And <laughs> we'll <laughs> like, have to rewatch it. Yeah, it's, definitely. It's, it's an iconic. It's an iconic kind of thing. I just remember getting out of it and like taking a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. and being so happy that I made it through it. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, like, I'm glad I survived. Yeah. And it wasn't even the people there or the performance or the movie. It was just, I was just, had a lot of anxiety with the people that I was with. Oh. I just was not, I guess I wasn't comfortable with them. I don't know. Or something. Yeah. You probably have to be pretty comfortable with the people you go yeah. with. Yeah. It was a good time, though. Yeah. Anxious, but I had a good time. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but I don't yeah. remember shit. It's a classic. <laughs> yeah, it's still, still kind of wild. Like the first time I saw that was just in our living room at home with with my mom and sister and on our old TV with our old VHS player. Yeah. You know? That's fun. Yeah, yeah it's a good memory. Maybe December. December. <laughs> I love Christmas a lot. What's your favorite yeah. Christmas movie? Ooh, that's a good question. I feel like we might have talked about that recently, but I forget really? what you said. If I really had to pick one that wasn't Die Hard, okay. I'd probably end up picking... Man, something that makes you feel... I know what it is. I think I'd have to end up picking Rudolph. The red nosed reindeer. The like old school stop motion ones. Yeah. 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 And it's not even that I could sit down and watch it and the movie like the movie itself, like the characters in it or whatever, make me feel anything. Mm-hmm. It's the like the atmosphere that that movie gives the room. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I just have this very distinct memory of watching that movie along with Star Wars and all these other old, old movies in my apartment or the apartment that I lived in with my mom when I was little. And I don't know why that is such a special time to me, but it just brings me back there and it makes me feel comfortable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I always used to see those stop motion, those stop motion movies. I love those. TV. It's always like in the daytime, and I, mm. I have a specific memory of just sitting on the floor watching them in in our in our den at home, and mm. just you know, since we're in California, the sun is still coming through the window. Yeah, hundred percent. It's just it's like still cozy though. Yeah. yeah, maybe it rains once in a while. Yeah, yeah, it's a very specific kind of feeling. Just seeing like uh, Rudolph or the Little Drummer Boy or something. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Or Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, yeah. Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, a little. Or, I like that one with the. Uh, what is it called? It's that one where Santa Claus goes away. It was like a year without Santa Claus or something, and it has like the the fire guy and the ice guy, and they hate each other. Jack the, the, Frost, maybe? No, or? no, the, the like snow miser and the heat. Miser, I guess they're called. No, I don't know. That was a little anti-Semitic, but <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Um, no, it's it's. I swear to God, this exists. It's um. Mm-hmm. I'll just have to send it to you. Yeah, but yeah it is yeah. classic, and I really liked that one. Love all the stop motion felt. Like, is that what they're made of? Felt or like some it kind of looks cotton? Like it. It's a little fuzzy. Yeah. yeah, little fuzzy figurines. Love yeah. that. Yeah, Rudolph is so cute. Yeah. I Maybe think. once in a while. You know what I really remember mm. on TV all the time was the ABC, like, 25 Days of Christmas movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they would do all the time. I don't know if they still oh. do those. I, I bet they do. Now. And I bet the movies these days are, like, even worse. You know, mm-hmm. so many Christmas movies get turned out every year. And some of them are just, like, are they even trying yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess the newer ones are are kind of. I but I've never been into like watching the newer ones. Mm-hmm. I always end up watching older stuff. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I watch Harry Potter during Christmas season. Oh, that's a good Christmas movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Harry Potter. I, I watch Muppet Christmas Carol. That's 
That's fun. (laughs) I actually, I think one of my new sort of Christmas time things to watch Mm -hmm. is the Goes Wrong show, which is like recent. But it's it's that that British group that does. uh, I don't know if you heard about the Broadway show, the play that goes wrong. So it's basically just a a one act play, I think, where Mm -hmm. um, every just. It's a very theater kid kind of experience because they're doing uh-huh. this stage play. They're pretending to be these really kind of um, self-absorbed actors or actors like community theater kind of kind of actors, right? Yeah. And they also have actors playing the, the stage crew, mm-hmm. and they have all these sort of onset mishaps that are orchestrated to happen. Yeah. So it takes a lot of coordination for it to look right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can tell there's a lot of work that goes into it, but it's just so funny. Um, the way they, they get things to fall apart in a very sort of like, oh, that happened in high school to, <laughs> to me once kind of way. Mm-hmm. And they, they have a few, they did a sh- um, like a TV show on BBC. So there, there were six episodes of a, a TV show that they did where they had a different play for each episode. Oh, okay. So I downloaded all of that. And my mom and I like binged it, I think like Christmas of 2020. And that, that was just a nice experience to do. And they also have, they have Christmas episodes and then they also have Peter Pan Goes Wrong, which is like a recording of them doing Peter Pan going wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, it's just nice. I think that's that's my new kind of like winter thing. I, I go back and watch those ones. Yeah. I don't know, Christmas is a time, I, I don't know, I guess, I guess I just go back to old things a lot because it's a time of comfort, I guess. I, I think I need to rewatch the Rugrats Hanukkah special. I did not know they had one of those. Yeah, they that have a Hanukkah fun. one and a Passover one. And I remember my parents really wanted us to watch those because, like, there weren't there there weren't a lot of you know D- Jewish kid shows. There. Yeah, and you know Tommy and Angelica Pickles they're explicitly Jewish, mm-hmm. so they they are they're also like an interfaith family. Mm. So the um yeah they they, they each have one Jewish parent one. Christian parent, mm-hmm. I guess. So they do Hanukkah specials and Christmas specials. Yeah. And yeah, I, I haven't seen the Hanukkah one in such a long time. But That's I, I fun. keep especially nowadays I see clips of it popping up and people talking about it. And it's like, yeah, that was a big deal. You know? Mm-hmm. It's just it was I get why um my mom and dad wanted us to see that. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you're right. You know? Totally, yeah. 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 I'll find that when I get home probably. Yeah. Next week, when you guys see us, we'll be watching. We're gonna we're gonna do something a little different next yeah. week. Yeah, I, I think even God, it must have been like a year ago when we did our what's our New Year's resolution kind of episode, and I was Fuck. like, we, I want us to do a movie review episode, and I want it to be this really this god awful Christmas movie that I just happened upon. I remember so that. I downloaded it. We're gonna watch <laughs> it right before we record next yeah. week. So we're fresh on it, and we're just gonna break it down for you guys. I hope it destroys your sanity. Yeah, like it's destroyed mine. I remember. I know what movie you're talking about, mm-hmm. and my favorite part. Maybe I'll watch it like wasted this year or something. You know. What Wait, I mean? which one are you talking about? Which one are you talking about? I'm talking about the one we saw in Idaho. That's a different movie. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, that's not yeah, even yeah. what I was thinking of. Wait, but we need to talk about that one too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh my god. Okay, no, but I do have that. Um, that's that. 
we can watch that on Amazon Prime. I know that because I found it again. Okay, cool. So cool. I found that one too. Yeah. Maybe we should do because when I watched it, I was in and out of consciousness, and it was equally as crazy. Let's do let's do two episodes then. Okay. Let's see if we can. Yeah. Oh, for the month of December. Oh, I yeah, forgot yeah. about that one. That was so weird. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh my god, you guys, you're in for you're in for some crazy shit. Yeah. I'm excited. Well, thank you guys for joining us this week. Uh, happy December. Yeah, happy December, everybody. This is uh, a good time of the year. I know I sound slow and stuff. Yeah. It's only because we're recording later in we're the day. We're recording at a weird time today. Yeah, it's like 3 a.m. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> for us. For us. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know, all the usuals. Shout out to Belgium. Um, Shout out to John. We miss you. Avery and I miss you, John. (laughs) That's accurate. Um, Remember to subscribe to Gabagal Pictures. Mm -hmm. Go check out the Rainbow Films. And uh, check out the Recollection Instagram. Yeah. Recollection Short Film. Is the the year on there? Oh my God, I forgot. Well, it might be. we'll We'll link it. We'll, we'll put it on our Instagram. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. I, don't, I think yes. this episode will not be a full-fledged video. We'll get back into that next week. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we're, we're really making moves. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Bye. Appreciate you. Bye.